The Devil's Advocates Radio Show is broadcast under a time brokerage agreement between Devil Radio and Civic Media Inc. Some portions of this program may be pre recorded. Warning You're about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Civic Media Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. And now, here's your hosts, Dom and Crute. Welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Dom, it's Thursday, a caucus Thursday here in the great state of Nevada, where I'm at currently, it's a SCOTUS Thursday, and it's, of course, Friday Eve. Welcome to it, my little buddy. Pretty welcome. It is a Friday Eve that certainly seems like a Friday to me. I will be off tomorrow, but great to see you, man. Nate, thank you for your hard work today. Lots of interesting sound. Uh, thank you for joining us. Dom, as you well know, I'm here in Las Vegas, baby, on the For the Love of Democracy tour, which you could... Join me. Too bad it's moving day for you tomorrow. But I've been here, enjoyed myself in Las Vegas. Had a nice dinner last night, surf and turf. You know how I like it, Dom. And uh, the For the Love of Democracy Tour 2024. And I would just point out, thank you to our fine sponsor partner, Chad's Design Build. But I'm not eating on Chad. I'm not drinking on Chad. I'm just arriving and being here on Chad. You know, doing my part for the show and the nation. And Chad's design build. Thank you to them. It's it's our civic duty, Crudy. We must do this. Yes, absolutely. And, Dom, I woke up this morning in the MGM Grand Signature. Chad did put us up at a nice hotel. But (laughs) I I, I visited a less nice hotel. We'll talk about that in just a minute, Dom. But the SCOTUS oral arguments this morning, I basically, and I'm on Pacific time, so I'm trailing you. I've been staying up late, getting up late. But I woke up this morning, and I immediately turned on the SCOTUS oral arguments. As soon as they came on, I listened. And, Dom, I can tell you the arguments for Colorado trying to exclude the former president, Donald Trump, from the ballot. I came away with the impression that this did not go well for Colorado and that Crudy has been absolutely right on this topic all along. I put this one in the win column for Crudy. <laughs> oh, okay, man. Well, number one is not done yet. You can't claim being right on a discussion point. I don't ever remember you laying down some odds and saying this is going to happen. Because if that would have happened, I would want some odds. Uh, it's not a 50-50. It was always a, a an uphill battle to get this through. But I, I would also say morally, right, Nate? Morally. This absolutely should happen. Donald Trump, in fact, did engage in insurrection, as history will know him to be or to have done, and he should absolutely be disqualified from the ballot. Well, see, that's where we disagreed, and that's where the Supreme Court will support my correct belief in history oh, will judge you that's for moral. your Oh, no, no, come on. Here, you think, I want to be clear here. Let's put this one down in stone. You think. 150 years from now, they're going to look back and say Donald Trump did not engage 
in an insurrection? That's your position right now? That is not at all what the arguments before the court was. I, I understand was, that. I'm making should he be disqualified argument. from the ballot of Colorado? And I agree with the Supreme Court's assessment, and I think we'll soon see a ruling that agrees with me, and I don't think it's going to be 5-4, Dom. Best case scenario, this is a 7-2 supporting Donald Trump's assertion that he should be put on the Colorado ballot and that this court should make this decision for the entire nation, and that is effectively what this ruling will do, Dom. And sadly, sadly, because I'd love to see the old man excluded from the ballot, but I agree with the position and the skepticism the justices seem to have during their questioning. Uh, Oral arguments today, Dom, we've got this, and we can bring it to the audience with a little help from Nate. And, of course, we'll take calls as well today, 844-967-2789. Unfortunately, Crudy, uh, the reporting seems to go your way as well. Uh, headline over at the New York Times, Supreme Court justices appear skeptical of arguments to kick Trump off state ballots. Washington Post, Supreme Court poised to allow Trump to remain on the Colorado ballot. Ah, uh, So let's hear some of the uh, sound. Katanji Brown-Jackson, I believe we're going to start now, with Nate. Early- Earlier in Kentanji Brown-Jackson, I believe, questioning the Trump attorneys. And, you know, at one point I saw some reporting earlier today, early in the testimony, because anyone could have listened to this live. And people are like, well, Justice Alito's bailing out the Trump attorneys. And Kentanji Brown-Jackson, Justice Brown-Jackson's grilling them. Let's play that. Um, let's go. Insurrection or no insurrection cut one. Final question. Um, The Colorado Supreme Court concluded that the violent attempts of the petitioner supporters uh, in this case to halt the count uh, on January 6th qualified as an insurrection uh, as defined by Section 3. And I read your opening brief to accept uh, that those events counted as an insurrection. Um, But then your reply seemed to suggest that they were not. So what is your position oh, as to that? We never accepted or conceded in our opening brief that this was an insurrection. What we said in our opening brief was President Trump did not engage in any act that can plausibly be characterized as insurrection. All right, so why would not this not engage. be an insurrection? What is your argument that it's not? Your reply brief says that it wasn't because I think you say um, it did not involve an organized attempt to overthrow the government. So that's one of many reasons. But for an insurrection, there needs to be an organized, concerted effort to overthrow the government of the United States through violence. And this point is that a chaotic effort to overthrow the government is not an insurrection. We didn't concede that it's an effort to overthrow the government either. Justice Jackson, (laughs) right? None of these criteria were met. This was a riot. It was not an insurrection. The events were shameful, criminal, violent, all of those things, but it did not qualify as insurrection as that term is used in Section 3. You know, and that would be a distinction I would draw. It's not just what happened at the Capitol that day. It is the ongoing criminal conspiracy leading up to and through the January 6th, Dom, that organized, could be characterized as concerted. an insurrection as well. Like, come on, of course, in any sense of the matter, any any logical you know, regular interpretation of the words, an organized concerted effort through violence. Well, that's exactly what it was. They met, they planned, right? This was an an effort to get people, be there, will be wild. They had meetings at the hotel. I mean, there's there's documentation. Hell, come on, man. People followed Roger Stone around with video cameras. Of course, this was an organized, concerted, violent, ultimately, effort to what? To overthrow the government. Come on. 
I don't know how you can read this any other way but as that. But the question of whether or not Donald Trump should be excluded from the ballot via the 14th Amendment, Section 3, and specifically through the actions of the state of Colorado, well, we soon found during the oral arguments, Tom, the even the, the let's call them the liberal justices, Elena Kagan, she seemed quite skeptical. Let's go with her next. Uh, if you would, play it for the people, Justice Kagan. I think that the question that you have to confront is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States. In other words, you know, this question of whether a former president is disqualified for insurrection uh, to be president again is, you know, just say it. It sounds awfully national to me. Um, so whatever means there are to enforce it would suggest that they have to be federal national means. Why does, uh, you know, if you weren't from Colorado and you were from Wisconsin or you were from Michigan, and it really, you know, what the Michigan Secretary of State did is going to make the difference between, you know, whether candidate A is elected or candidate B is elected. I mean, that seems quite extraordinary, doesn't it? No, Your Honor, because ultimately it's this Colorado's court that's going to decide that question of federal. And and some said he didn't represent very well, Don, but I, I think there was just a, a strong skepticism from a lot of the justices that questioned. Now, some were all in the tank. Sure. Thomas in the tank. Man. You know, I get it. Well, let's let's play Justice Roberts. And I had expressed, at least on behalf of conservatives playing devil's advocates on this show, I had expressed these arguments that Roberts makes, but play them for the people. What do you do with the what I would seem to me to be plain consequences of your position? If Colorado's uh, position is upheld, surely there will be disqualification proceedings on the other side, and some of those will succeed. Some of them will have different standards of proof. Some of them will have uh, uh, different rules about uh, evidence. Maybe the Senate report won't be accepted in others because it's hearsay. Uh, Maybe it's beyond a reasonable doubt, whatever. In very quick order, I would expect, um, although my predictions have never been correct, uh, I would expect that uh, a goodly number of states will say, uh, whoever the Democratic candidate is, you're off the ballot, and others uh, for the Republican candidate, you're off the ballot, and it'll come down to just a handful of states that are going to decide the presidential election. That's a pretty daunting consequence. The Pandora's box consequence uh, you know what, but th- that's also so very disingenuous, and I'm going to lay it out for you. Why, Crudy? Roberts uh, talks about what? The other side. They'll do it to you. If they'll have what? They'll have different uh, standards of proof. Well, proof of what? All right? Proof of what? Uh, are you assuming the same exact set of circumstances applied to the next president or whoever it may be? If that were to be the case, then how is the answer not? Yes, of course, that's fine. If the next guy gets in there and it's a Democrat and they pull the same thing with forethought, right? If they organized and had a concerted effort and ultimately through violence tried to stay in power, I would absolutely expect but that's not that the they would be, would be engaged in an insurrection and should be disqualified from the ballot. But that's not the argument and the question that Roberts is ultimately asking. He's saying different secretaries of state. And I had the benefit of hearing the broader context here, Dom. But different secretaries of state or partisans would use this as a partisan tool. And you could say, but, of course, they would be adjudicated and they'd have their 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 uh, day in court, right? That would be the, the thought. 
But of course, they pointed towards the main Secretary of State as Fox okay, News would describe her an unelected Colorado. state official In making the a decision. Case, they had a five-day trial. In Maine, they had a Secretary of State making a unilateral decision. Before them. Dom, we'll come back. We'll argue <laughs> more. It's not, I get it, but that's not what happened in Colorado. Okay, but this ruling is to set the table for the entire nation. And that was mentioned. The Secretary of State referencing yes. Maine. Kagan was. Yes. Dom, this song. I'm referencing the crappy Treasure Island Casino down the strip here. I was there for about two, two and a half hours today awaiting my Trump credentials. And there had been some question of late whether or not I was an enemy of the people. Come back and I'll tell you if I am. The big and tall of political talk. The devil's advocates. And we are back from the 420 break. Thank you so much for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. We love it when you participate with us. You can do it through the Civic Media app. Just download it from your favorite app store. Hit the buttons. You can call us at 844-967-2789. I know we have some callers. We'll get to you. Be patient. Dom, I'm taking a political field trip for the love of democracy tour 2024. I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada this week. Why? Because Tuesday was a primary and today is the rigged GOP caucus for the benefit of Donald Trump. And we talked about the SCOTUS earlier today, Dom, and I feel like there was enough skepticism that it seemed quite obvious this was not going to be a successful effort on behalf of Colorado. At least that's my opinion. And I think even Donald Trump felt that way. I heard Trump speaking from Mar-a-Lago. That was the second thing I did today. I listened to the, the, the former president. I got to tell you, he seemed as calm and relaxed as I've seen the guy in forever. I think he was somehow calm. I, I think he felt like I might be winning this one for a change. And after he made his statements, Dom, he's flying out here to Vegas to declare victory tonight in a caucus where he's the only participant. So it's going to be a glorious win for Trump in Nevada tonight. <laughs> but here, here, let me point out, he he's doing this event and this was supposed to be the caucus victory party. I've known about this for a couple of weeks, but wasn't clear whether or not Donald Trump would actually attend his own victory in Nevada caucus party. A couple of days ago, he made the announcement he's coming, you know, despite the fact we got the Super Bowl and nobody's caring a lot about the, the politics here, except for being, you know, like 100,000 Nevadans that voted for Joe Biden the other night ish, just under 100,000. But anyways, here's the point. I've been concerned, Dom, that our status as the greatest radio show ever has not been acknowledged by the Trump campaign of late. I had recently been denied credentials at a Newton, Iowa event, and I looked it up. It was at a community college, small venue. You know, you could rent that room for 1500 bucks. If you could rent the room for a wedding for 1500 bucks, it's not a big room, right? And, you know, I didn't feel terribly terribly victimized being denied credentials to what was clearly a small venue. But then I also saw it while I was in Des Moines, part of the earlier for the love of democracy tour events, Dom, I'd also been denied a Trump <laughs> event where Trump wasn't going, but Ben yeah. stabby McStaberson Carson was going to be there at a, at a church in Iowa. 
And I was also denied credentials to that fine event. But I'm here in Vegas, Tom, and I asked weeks ago. And I had not gotten any clear response from the Trump campaign. <laughs> and at least since I've been here, I've been looking every day, right? And there's only one real thing that mattered. When I show up, will they let me in? Because it doesn't matter if they tell you you're in or not. Either they're going to let you in at the gate or they're, they're not. So I ventured over to the Treasure Island, took a cab on the company today, Dom, and I went to 1.6 miles. That seemed beyond walking. I've been getting my steps, but not yeah. in this case. Not in this case. Yeah, like but you got to get back to the radio, man. Well, that was the other point. I didn't want to have to haul ass 1.6 miles down the strip where, you know, there's a lot of Super Bowl activity and hustle and bustle, let's just say, going on. So anyways, took a cab there, got there like two hours before first media entry. Oh, sorry. Sorry, we're sweeping the room. You're going to have to go kill some time. Come back at 1230. Damn it. So, you know, I'm in a casino, Dom. You know how I killed the time. Played a little <laughs> video poker. Made made 20 bucks last almost an hour. And Ooh, nice. uh, had some victuals at one of the overpriced, you know, places in the lobby there, the Treasure Island. You know, if I'd lost more money at the tables, maybe I could have been comp the steak and eggs. You know, because I'm in Vegas, then. Who cares about cholesterol? And then, finally, I get up there. And uh, they're letting in the Trump faithful. Lots of mega hats and, you know, strange-looking older women with, like, white campaign captain hats, similar to what we oh, saw yeah. at the You know, they must be, you know, the, the white hats with the gold... Like you're gold, an admiral or oh, something. Very, very Trumpian. With a oh, very gold. Trumpian. But yeah. here, let me let me describe the scene as I arrive at it, Dom. The Treasure Island Casino is is not one of the new shiny ones anymore. It's kind of <laughs> old. I would I would call it run down. In fact, I looked for a room today just now, and you could get a room at the Treasure Island for seventy two bucks, and it's Super Bowl week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's so I about, would, hey, it's like twice as expensive as Circus Circus doing. Well, it wasn't Super Bowl week, but uh, I'm not sure if that's today's rate or just the going rate. But 72 bucks a night, that's that's cheap stays, if you know what I'm saying. And I got in the elevator up to the second floor convention slash wedding chapel space. And that's the button. It's like wedding chapel convention. You push a fat button on the brassy elevator. I took a selfie on the elevator, but not the traditional hold the phone out, just reflecting myself off the brass. <laughs> so I get up to floor number two, Dom, and, you know, I get up to the front of the line finally and seeking my press credentials. And they said, well, you know, where would we look for these? I said, try civic media, because the last couple times I put in under, like, devil's advocates, I thought maybe that's the problem. So I'll, I'll go with the more generic, vanilla. You know, here's the network we play on, the Civic Media Network. I tried that way. And no, don't find you here on the network list is Civic Media. I said, devil's advocates? And uh, <laughs> he, no. he checked that as well. And, you know, nice, well-dressed young man, blonde, very Aryan-looking. And uh, anyways, the, the very polite young man said, no, I don't find you on the list here. And I said, yet here I am looking for entry. So why don't you see if you can, you know, get clarity for me of, of this, this question. 
have you not received my credential request or have you denied my re- my credential request because it will greatly affect how i report that today <laughs> to my audience <laughs> and he said let me get back to you and and he did and in fact he called me back come back he said i feel quite confident it's the it's the small venue space we are <laughs> full we are full of press and and yeah i would i would just love i would love to bend over backwards and accommodate but sorry parks closed moose up front should have told you <laughs> so anyways i i'm like okay maybe 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 they think we're enemies of the people but i look behind me and this guy's wearing his maga hat and he's not one of the faithful going in i'm like you press dude oh yeah i'm a tiktok streamer he tells me <laughs> aren't we all wait we're not TikTok a- streamers are we? I don't, I don't believe we are, but he says, I'm a TikTok streamer. And so anyways, as I'm looking to the left at the wedding chapel, literally, they're having this rally on the second floor conference room wedding chapel wing at Treasure Island, which is not one of your finer casinos here. Get a room tonight for 72 bucks. And uh, here's, the, here's the answer to um, I won't be at the Trump rally tonight. And... You know, I'm probably okay with that. Because you go in that old casino, and they just can't stay ahead of the smoke. What do you say? It's like a ghost. It's always going to be there. Well, that's what the Treasure Island, it's, it smells like, it, it smells like desperation, degradation, and I figure that is Trump's kind of place. And ironically, from the Treasure Island, you can see the Trump Casino. Why wouldn't they go to the Trump Casino? Just asking. Inquiring minds want to know your calls. Could be next. 844-96-PARTY. The Devil's Advocates. Political commentary from the back of the class. Welcome back to the Devil's. Advocates Radio Show, the Thursday edition, Crudy on the Road in Las Vegas, Nevada caucuses later this evening. And Dom, the SCOTUS, hearing oral arguments. The phone lines lit up. We'll go there next, 844-967-2789. Your hot takes coming right now. Dom, who's first? Uh, Let's go with Susan in McFarland. Welcome, Susan. What do you have for us? Hey, Susan. Oh, hi, guys. And, and, you know, Crudy, you're normally here for me today because I do agree with you about the Trumpster. Um, Actually, I wish he couldn't be on the ballot, but I guess I look at it as though we're going to be kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if something, if he doesn't win, they're going to call foul. And if he weren't on the ballot, people would call foul. So it would be, I think it would cause more upset. Although, from what I hear from my sister in in Utah, that people are preparing so for the worst, so um, well, yeah. Always prepare for the worst with Donald Trump, but Susan, let me. But here's the thing, though, and, and this is they're gonna they're gonna do it no matter what. You know what I'm saying? If if, if right. you can't you can't do something that's you know quote unquote right or, or be righteous about it, uh, and, and then change your mind or not act for fear that well the other people that are doing bad things are gonna do bad things. I mean, of course they're gonna they're gonna do oh. that no matter what, Susan. So. We got to be if it's that's not, not why this will be the ruling of the court. 
It's not their fear of the MAGA bad things to come. It's because it would create a patchwork. There'd be incongruity between how the states made determination. There were a lot of reasons and skepticism expressed by even the liberal justices about why Trump should not be excluded from the ballot, starting with Colorado, but really it would be a free-for-all, state-by-state. And whether or not you give any weight to the Roberts argument that, well, it opens Pandora's box and then ruthless Republican partisan secretaries of state or elections officials would try to take a similar attack with Joe Biden. Well, that seems a bridge too far to me, but you know, that's not the reason they're going to say no. Could I say something? Am I or not? Yes, you're right. Go ahead. Because I had heard that. I had heard that, that in one state, there were secretary of state. Well, I said, I'm going to take Joe Biden off. I think there has to be um, a definite, way to frame this because yes uh wouldn't it be nice if he weren't on the ballot but it's not going to be i don't think it's going to be that way so i guess i look at it if we're to save our democracy we're all going to have to go out and vote and the other thing is to really make sure that we have you know i itemize reasons why why people should be on the ballot maybe is there a way to change what i mean felons can't can't uh, be on the ballot but, right, nor you know, can people that engage in insurrection, Susan, nor people that are not citizens of this country, weren't born in this country. There's all sorts of reasons. Donald Trump disqualified himself uh, for, for being on the ballot, for engaging in the insurrection. And what is it about the state-by-state thing that has everyone so scared? We have a lot of state-by-state laws. You know what I'm saying? And it's not the same ballot. Your ballot requirements are not the same in every single state, right? Hell, even the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, but if someone is the... Continue. Even in the state of Wisconsin, we had Phillips not on the ballot because uh, the Dems decided they didn't want him on the ballot. And then the state court, the Supreme Court said, you got to put him on the ballot. So we already don't have consistencies for ballot uh, uh, qualifications state by state. What is it about this one enforcing uh, the, the, this, this uh, insurrection ban that was scary so much? You want you want an answer? You Can you handle the truth, Tom? Because... The answer is this, to exclude the nominee of one of the national parties and let this be a state-by-state process, if they would choose to do so, when the U.S. Supreme Court has been asked to create a uniform decision that would affect all the states equally. Well, for the same reasons, in part, because it is a different process in every state, this gives too much balance. We're not a popular vote electoral outcome. It's an electoral college system. And if partisan secretaries of state, and I know that's not what's happening in Colorado, but that is the question uh, in the state of Maine and certainly in other states. I mean, hell, you got a brewmeister bringing lawsuits in the state of Wisconsin trying to exclude Trump from the ballot. Talking about a patchwork workout. Well, here's, here's the final answer. Trump should not be excluded from the ballot as a nationalized issue. That's giving too much power to any individual state on behalf of the whole nation. So how do you, how do you apply that logic to the determination of the Wisconsin Democratic Party to not put Phillips on the ballot? Well, that's, the that's also, I would say, and you know I was on the side of putting Phillips yes, for the yeah. same reason Kentanji Brown uh, Jackson said today. Anything that takes someone off the ballot is restricting democracy. So my argument all the time has been more ballot access. Put Trump on the ballot. Put Dean Phillips on the ballot. I have been uniform in my argument. Cannot be on the presidential ballot, right? Those that are 
Arnold Schwarzenegger cannot be on the presidential ballot. We have certain requirements. You cannot be 20 years old and get on the presidential ballot. There are restrictions, and one of those restrictions is engaging it or, or in insurrection or providing based on what criteria? I'm sorry. How are you going to nationalize that criterion? That was asked of the court today as well. Okay, what is the standard for insurrection? Is well, it a state well, by state standard, standard determined met, by partisans? The was met in Colorado, they had a five day trial where Donald Trump had his attorneys and it was in his side. And he was found to be engaged in insurrection. They had a trial. It that was brought up at the. That was brought yeah. up today as well. Certainly, Dom. Yeah. But so, and, and it was a different be... outcome in Maine, with no with no prior, uh, right. okay. seemingly with with no prior uh, 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 due process extended to the Trump campaign. He was just excluded. So again, one size does not fit all. And if you cannot find a uniform insurrection policy, and I get it, Fourteenth Amendment, Section Three. But they do not seem to think this court, including the liberals, they're not seeing well, it your way, man. So you can argue else. you're, you're, if you, if you're you, no more you effective to, than the guy from Colorado was. Listen, if you go to court and you're found to be guilty of an insurrection by a jury, right? When's that happened to yeah. Trump? And, and, five day, and he had five days of, of testimony. I guess one clear if it was jury or judges. I believe it was judges. But that, that, was, that was due process. That was due process, man. Of so sorts, how, yes. how is that and they not said the that's... same standard? If you're in the state of Wisconsin and you engaged in an insurrection and tried, and again, the same set of facts and the same exact circumstances. You can argue to your blue in the face. Be, the, the judges know, are skeptical of your logic. You found guilty by, under, under, uh, by a court, you could be disqualified for the insurrection, man. I know that the ruling of the lower court and the Supreme Court in Colorado, both courts found that Trump was insurrectionist for his actions. And the U.S. Supreme Court is not having that as an argument, Dom. So you can argue it, but the outcome is not going to favor what you're saying. The outcome is going to be, uh, uh, I understand that. Donald Trump goes on the ballot. I'm not convinced as to why that would be. We have a judicial process in this country. If you're brought to trial and charged and convicted of, I don't know, engaging in insurrection. When he's charged and convicted on a federal basis, when that happens, when there is a conviction, not some state court created due process of their own device if he goes to the federal courts if he goes to the j6 the chutkin courtroom which is you know the most important one dom in my opinion if and when he goes through that process and he's convicted and he's not even charged with insurrection just for clarity's sake but i think there would be a much better case to make that this guy has disqualified himself because he's been convicted but to say due process is the same as a criminal conviction is not true and the courts don't believe you they are not sympathetic to the arguments you're making. That Sorry. is true. They are not. 844-967-2789. David from Mequon. You're up. Welcome, David. What do you got for us? Hey, guys. Wow. Battle Royale here going on. Um, <laughs> really quickly, I think um, in regards with all this, this is what I think. I think when it's all said and done, there's going to be probably an eight-to-one ruling. I agree with Crudy that if you've got liberals uh, that are agreeing with conservatives, there'll probably be one dissenter, but that's about it. Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, there's a lot of people. I don't. I think there's only been one or, or maybe three people are even charged with anything that was close to an insurrection. Everybody else was charged with, like, trespassing and, other miscellaneous things. Well, and, there's been seditious you know, conspiracy charges, especially against the Proud yeah. Boys, 
Uh, and there are a number yes. of unindicted co-conspirators along with Donald yep. Trump in the federal trials. I think they're worried about the biggest yep. fish at this point. But there are, you know, the Mark Meadows of the world, man, there are so many co-conspirators in this effort that will be either charged or pled guilty or give some sort of state's evidence against the bigger fish, which is Donald Trump. But I would greatly suggest that Mark Meadows participated actively in a criminal conspiracy that you could describe as an insurrection. Mm-hmm. As did Donald well, Trump, buddy. Uh, yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, guys, this is the way I look at it, is that um, let's say hypothetically, let's say Dom was able to kick Donald Trump off the ballot without any charge or without any conviction like you were bringing up crudy we would have a civil war no that guarantee i mean it would just be it'd be beyond awful if that were to happen if if he were just kicked off the ballot without anything as far as reason david i mean is is there reason yeah i mean because you you just i was going to mention really quickly you saw the other big outcome today with the uh, the attorney general with the uh, with Biden with the uh, classified special counsel. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Issued later, his report David. to Congress. Yeah, appreciate no it. No charges uh, against Biden today. <laughs> and some some hit job, perhaps. Second hour, David. Thanks for the call, man. We'll get to it right now. It's about the courts. It's about Colorado. It's about this ballot access for Donald Trump. Eight four four. Nine six seven two seven eight nine. Cam from Nina, Wisconsin. You're up, Cam. Welcome. What do you got for us? Hey, Cam. Hey, hey. Um. So, okay. It's it's really frustrating that um we had a a situation with Bush versus Gore, and Bush probably was going to win anyways after they had finished tallying up the counts, but they still made a a decision on who the winner was preemptively, as if it wasn't really a problem. But then the because there's, I think, four of those judges that were th- around then are a part of the Supreme Court I believe Court three now. of those justices participated as Bush campaign attorneys. I saw Kavanaugh on CNN tape from 20, uh, 2000. I believe Justice Roberts, and I believe maybe Gorsuch, although I don't want to be uh, crystal clear on the third, but three of them were involved in the Bush partisan defense in the Bush v. Gore in Florida. Were attorneys on the and team. then Roberts, Roberts to say and quote, and I'll let you know where I I skip in very quick order. I would expect skip that a goodly number of states will say whoever the Democratic candidate is, you're off the ballot. He said, and it will come down to a handful of states that will determine the presidential election. I don't know if he knows what the electoral college is. Hello, Cam, you still there? Yep. Oh, I think he has dropped the mic, Dom. He's waiting for your capable response. Cam, uh, you're going to respond. (laughs) I mean, uh, yes, I don't know if he's taking the math into that consideration when he says that. Uh, Thanks for the call, man. Good point. 844-967-2789. Dick from Madison, you're up. Welcome. What do you got for us? Well, big thing out of the day. Crude, I can't believe that Tom Bodat didn't keep the light on for you there at uh, uh, what is Hotel it, Six? Island? <laughs> uh, I am not allowed 
in the wedding chapel adjoining ballroom for a glorious Donald Trump victory in the caucus where he's the only he's the only participant here in the state of Nevada tonight and they're going to the brass filled with smoke and desperation Treasure yeah, Island yeah. Casino second floor and you know there were employees in the casino that yeah. didn't know Trump was coming the other big th- news of the day you there yeah yep. go ahead is the fact that the Sphinx finally spoke he rarely speaks or does anything I'm talking about Clarence Thomas I mean he actually spoke well very much <laughs> like fun. a partisan hack to my opinion dick very partisan hack uh hey Dom interesting note I think I mentioned a few times I can see the sphere right out my window here some anti-abortion spider-man climbed that thing yesterday I wish I'd have known I could have watched maybe shot spitballs from the balcony I mean it's pretty close maybe not spitball close but that's crazy I would not do that don't climb the sphere more devil's advocates 844-967-2789 do call us do we also have Trump's response? We do have, yeah, let's get some of that out. Let's put a couple of those out and then take a few more callers. There's only one sort of long Trump one, and then the rest of them are pretty short, so. Or shorter. Here we go. Charged. Never convicted. The Devil's Advocates. And thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Join us on the lines, 844-967-2789. Broody, can't get into Treasure Island tonight, but you are always welcome on Thunder Island. Uh, we have some uh, president, former President Trump. He's got a response to his presidential immunity. He's got some response on the Supreme Court. So let's get to that. And then, callers, we will get to you as well. Please, as always, be this, patient. This was earlier today when he was in west palm beach at the mar-a-lago right i know I it is. So. and, and in right fact now. it was All quite right. loud it's like mar-a-lago must be in the flight path because it this sound is not all excellent but let's do well that's what do trump what always did it, man he talked out by the helicopter <laughs> you know it's just terrible yeah sound. but he's on the front porch of mar-a-lago and you can hear <laughs> planes flying by every three seconds man that's a loud neighborhood i'm just saying it's like uh, living over by the f-35s in madison <laughs> On the presidential immunity comments, cut eight, please, Nate. Well, I can say presidential immunity, which we'll be talking about because that would be upcoming, is very, very important for a president. If a president doesn't have immunity, he really doesn't have a presidency. Uh, he can be, uh, he can be told to do things that he would never do. He can do really bad things for our country. What? Presidential immunity is imperative. What? It's going to be very, very important. And, I'd rather talk about that next week, but there is nothing more important to a presidency than immunity because they have to be free to make decisions without saying, oh, if I do this or if I do that, as soon as I get out of office, we're going to be indicted. We're going to have trouble. And the other party will do that. I think we've seen that. They've done that. There's some very bad people. And you have an opposition party and they will do things that are very bad. If you don't have immunity, you can be blackmailed. You can be, as a president, they'll say, if you don't do this, this, and this, we're going to indict you as soon as you leave office. You cannot allow a president to be out there without immunity. They don't have immunity. 
you don't have a presidency. You lose all, excuse me, you lose all, you lose all form of, of free thought and good thought. And you probably weaken the presidency to a point that it was never supposed to be weakened. It would be a very bad thing for our country. We'll be talking about immunity in the coming weeks. We get the point, Nate. We can just pod that down. That's enough of him. Presidential immunity. Uh, let's hear his ramblings on the Supreme Court. Cut number nine, please. Well, I'm a believer in our country, and I'm a believer in the Supreme Court. Uh, I listened today, and I thought our arguments were very, very strong. Uh, an argument that uh, is very important is the fact that you're leading in every race. You're leading in every state. You're leading in the country against both Republican and Democrat. And Biden, you're leading in the country by a lot. And can you take the person that's leading everywhere and say, hey, we're not going to let you run? You know, I think that's pretty tough to do, but uh, I'm leaving it up to the Supreme Court. Thank you all very much. Oh, he's got one more in the Supreme Court. Let's hear that. Cut 10, please. In watching the Supreme Court today, I thought it was very, it's a very beautiful process. I hope that democracy in this country will continue. Um, because right now we have a very, very tough situation with all of the radical left ideas, with the weaponization of uh, politics. They weaponized it like it's never been weaponized before. It's totally illegal, but they do it anyway. Uh, were there guns? Is this? I think it's just referring to guns at the January 6th insurrection. Cut number 11. Oh, go ahead, Curdy. Well, there there is one quote that was not captured because of the jet plane sound, but if we have more sound, but I got the coup de grace from, from Trump. All right. A very important let's do, one. Let's do one more. Um, cut 11, please. This was an insurrection, if it was an insurrection, which there were no guns, there were no anything except for the fact that they shot Ashley Babbitt. Somebody from at least four shot Ashley Babbitt. So unnecessary, so sad, so horrible. But there were no guns. There were no anything. That's so, so wrong. There were guns. People were convicted of having guns. And we'll never know how many because a lot of those folks got to go home. They stashed guns. We know that. They were absolutely guns. So why were they getting turned away at the machines, Trump? But anyway, Trump, uh, Curdy, you go. Well, according to the Daily Beast, and I did see some of this on the Twitter account of the Lincoln Project, Trump didn't elaborate on how the January 6th riot, which was carried out by thousands of self-proclaimed Trump supporters, could possibly be tied to Rep. Nancy Pelosi. Instead, he wrongly claimed that he made only very beautiful, very heartwarming statements on the day of the attack, suggesting he wasn't the person who incited the violence. I heard, and I watched... And the one thing I'll say is they kept saying about what I said right after the insurrection. So that's a key point, Tom. Trump acknowledges in his verbiage today, they kept saying about what I said right after the insurrection. It would seem by his own words, he's acknowledging the fact it was an insurrection. More from his statement, which I think was an insurrection caused by Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Again, referring to the actions of that day as an insurrection, of course, not taking personal culpability for it. No, I said no, peacefully no. and patriotically, take a look at the statements I've made before and after, and you'll see a whole different dialogue. But, Dom, the important point is Trump, through his own language, twice in the same sentence, acknowledged it was an insurrection, 
It was just Nancy Pelosi's fault. <laughs> of course. 844-967-2789. Time to sneak one or two in here, Dom. Uh, Jake, you're up. What do you got for us? Hey, Jake. Uh, this Hey, this is where Dom is like a 250%, right? And crew, you're completely, utterly wrong. Um, pragmatism is not workable in this case is because it's a constitutional matter. And that state has the right to deny women the right to an abortion if it wants, right? And it has the right to set its own terms for voting, what it can vote, who can vote. It can make and gerrymandered districts like we can. Actually, the Supreme Court can go back and tell our Supreme Court that they're not right. Uh, and they can force us to have majorities of Republicans for 10 years. No, it's all over the board. This is all about them doing what they want because they've got power, right? So it doesn't matter to me if they use their 14th Amendment right because that's their right because he is a criminal. Okay, well, that is not what was being tried before the court today. And the question is whether a singular state, be it Colorado or Maine or any of the other numerous states that asked the U.S. Supreme Court to rule on this, this is not just blind partisanship on behalf of the SCOTUS. I mean, there are times, and we'll see what they do about the immunity pleadings of Donald Trump, whether they help him delay, whether they, through their own actions, in effect, give him immunity. But on this case, I mean, you're probably going to get an 8190 ruling. This was liberals. This was Republicans. You may not like the logic, the pragmatism of the courts, but I was actually encouraged by the uniformity of thought amongst the courts. Come back with us, Joe Biden. No charges. He got off scot-free. We'll talk about it in an hour or two.